Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. From the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. You are a brand name. Wow. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Baseball. Is this the first perfect game ever thrown by somebody who gave up eight earned runs in the start before baseball? The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. ESPN NFL analyst Louis Riddick. 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk. From Disney Plus's World Best. Actor Utkar Shambutkar. And now, it's Rich Yes, Eisen. it is. Yes, it is. Welcome to this Friday, final day of June edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Live on the Roku channel, free on every Roku device known to man. Also, select Samsung Smart TVs. If you've got an Amazon Fire TV, we're free. You can check us out. I'm wearing a nice blue shirt. <laughs> Also, you can check us out on the Roku app. You can check us out on the RokuChannel.com. Thanks for listening to us on this terrestrial radio affiliate of the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network, Coast to Coast, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more. Thanks for listening to us on our podcast every single day, if you can. We appreciate you hitting us with a subscribe button where all podcasts are acquired. We appreciate anybody who checks us out on our YouTube page or also on the Rich Eisen Show collection page, part of our Roku Channel relationship. It is a video-on-demand service. You can't avoid us. As soon as this show is over, we re-air all throughout the weekend as well. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you? Great to be seen. What's up, Rich? T.J. Jefferson. Sorry to skip you, D.J. Mike Don't worry. and D. But I, I, got, I, I just want to say hello to T.J. right off the bat. But hello, Mike, uh, as well. <laughs> T.J., T.J., T.J. Things are getting interesting. T.J., Spicy on a Friday. It's great. The only team that... T.J. Jefferson loves that James Harden hasn't been uh, mentioned uh, going to or being involved with is the San Antonio Spurs. Um, and, uh, and the Cowboys. No, well, no, no. I mean, well, I'm talking basketball. I'm just talking basketball. I'm just yeah, keeping right. it to one sport. Yeah, I'm saying, and, why, why and, live with this man? I'm just wondering because you said the Sixers disgusted you so significantly. They did. That uh, whichever team was going to get the draft rights to Victor Wembanyama was going to get your affection, your interest, mm-hmm. your. Your your NBA love. I did say that. And the Spurs drafted him, and the Spurs drafted him to the point where we put the Spurs pennant above you in the <laughs> collage so that we have no, of accurate, all your teams. You know? um, and um, and I'm just wondering if James Harden goes from the Philadelphia 76ers to the Los Angeles Clippers, your two 
prior to the Spurs being added to this mix, <laughs> your two favorite NBA teams, does that um, make it all good? Are we all copacetic in your world? Do you like this idea? I'm still trying to process this. Okay, so while you process it, interesting you use the word process involving ah, the Philadelphia 76ers. So we go off the air yesterday, and it's crazy. The NBA, you've always got to read the second line or the second paragraph of a story, because even when you're dra- even when they draft somebody, oh, this team drafted somebody. Well, let's wait two minutes because that draft trade that you didn't know was coming is about to acquire the rights of the guy that just was drafted by that team, but he's still wearing the hat of the team that drafted him, or the team that drafted the player is drafting him for another franchise because there's a pick swap because there's some sort of you can't just sit back and go oh that's the story for instance James Harden opts in to the Philadelphia 76ers 2023-24 season he has a player option he opts in meaning I want to be with the Philadelphia 76ers that's the headline that's what you Harden says (laughs) he's picking up his player option for 30 million and change um, to go to the Philadelphia 76ers, right? Well, yeah, you, uh, you figure opt-in is a good thing, right? Not so fast. No. You know? <laughs> not so fast. Because if he opts in, I guess a sign and trade can happen to the team where he wants, and then he gets pizzayed in the manner in which he wants to get pizzayed, fully aware that the Sixers do not care to pizzay him in that manner. And it looks like, for the hot minute, the Knicks were one of the teams. Mm. And I thought to myself... Well, that's a hot mess. And I don't think James Harden in New York City. We've already tried that one in Brooklyn. Put him in Manhattan. 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 And I I don't know how that's working. It's just that- as a for instance, you guys sit there. How do you know that, Rich? Well, just as a for instance, as a for instance, uh, the, the, you know, um, the Knicks uh, had Julius Randle, or still have him. And, um, man, the way that he played – so above and beyond the level of expectation, two out of the three seasons, right, or, or at least two out of the last three seasons, right, um, would 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 make him near and dear to New York Knicks fans um, until he doesn't have a very good playoff series against the <laughs> Miami Heat. In a, by the way, an appearance that the Knicks made that uh, if you went to every Knicks fan that celebrated the first win of the season mm-hmm. like it was game seven of the NBA Finals, And uh, there was a parade coming down um, New York City's Canyon of Heroes. Uh, They did that after just game one. You'd you'd think they would take a look in the long run of, wow, we made the second round of the playoffs? That actually happened? We won a playoff series? Really? Oh, unbelievable. No, Uh, they took Julius Randle's poster down on 7th Avenue and stomped on it. How do you think it will work with James Harden, who everywhere he has been, despite 10 all-star seasons and also a future Hall of Fame uh, enshrinement? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, How many people has he left completely, totally disillusioned and disappointed? All of them. How, how How many... Times can a man demand a trade from a team that owns his rights? Well... Well, the answer's three. Three. And counting. So... When I heard the Knicks were involved, I'm like, are you out of your friggin' minds? And then the Clippers raised their hands. We'll take them. <laughs> and it looks like he's coming here to Los Angeles. That's what it looks like. To play for the Clippers, the Clippers. and Ty Lue 
and also have Kawhi and Brandon Miller's goat team up with him, Paul George. Which is that's big. the whole that's the whole question is will it go down the tubes? Toilet. But if I'm Steve Ballmer, and anytime I don't know if you guys have noticed when you go on the old 105 freeway out of here, the Rich Eisen Show studio, made famous in the movie Speed, and you're <laughs> leaving here and you see SoFi Stadium. It in the distance, gigantic. do you see what's to the oh, right of it right now? It's uh-huh. beautiful. I flew over. You can see it from here. I'm into it. <laughs> like <laughs> Russia from Sarah Palin's house. You can see it. <laughs> you can actually see it. But we can actually see it. <laughs> Three days in a row, Rich. <laughs> what the Clippers <laughs> are building. It. It's beautiful. Right next to the home of the Rams and the Chargers down the street from yeah, the old home awesome. of the Lakers and the Forum. You want to put fannies in the seats and the establishments that you might need to go visit during the games. You need, you need, that's one way to do it. Hey, season ticket holders, Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden. On its face, sounds great. You gotta have star power. From now on, it's all about the Larry O.B. Certainly with Beal being introduced as a new son, and you know, Chris Paul didn't come to the Clippers, he went to the Warriors, and the defending champs live in this conference in Denver, and so on and so forth. And the Lakers... Lakers. Lakers. Making the second round of the playoffs last year because the Clippers got clippered by the injury bug yet again. So I get it. I understand it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get what they're up to. Rich, to be able to add Harden and not have to give up Paul George. I I get it. I understand. But how is this one going to be different? It's, you know, a phrase... Uh, we in the uh, uh, Jewish religion, uh, we <laughs> say, we say, we say, we say, um, a couple of nights a year in the Seder and Passover. Okay. How is this night different from all other nights? It's a phrase that is said <laughs> by the youngest in the room. I don't want to go too deep into the why and the Seder and the whole business. I understand, but how is this? Trade and acquisition different from all other ones involving James Harden. We will find out, apparently, this coming fall. And it's going to be fun to watch. And I can't believe you can't quit James Harden. It's like when Doc left the Clippers, he went to the Sixers. When Harden leaves the Sixers, it's like I'm linked forever. I can't get away. Rich, a, a phrase my high school history teacher and football coach used to use. Yes. The circus stays the same, only the clowns change. Interesting. Well, it, it's amazing that we would refer to, or you would refer to Harden as a clown. This is... Uh, Which I he mean, loves Harden. And so again, how many times it. can I say this is his last chance to prove it? When every time he doesn't, an NBA team raises its hand and says, we'll give you another shot. And, oh, by the way, continue to generationally enrich you to the tune of a nine-figure contract, which it <laughs> appears the Clippers are willing to do with Harden to give him that last big old boost. Unless the trade means he can't get signed I to a long-term it's deal. A one-term and it's a one-year yeah. deal. If- and he will then now roll the dice at age 35 and say, I'll do that now. 
So for the Clippers, they'll just, I don't know what, what the Sixers will take. But it looks like he's coming here to Los Angeles to see if he can roll the dice with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if the Sixers don't want him and won't pay him that big salary and he's not going to get it, I guess for him, get out of Philly, go to Los Angeles. He knows the area very well. And and let's go. And let's ride. Now then, now then, for the Sixers, I think this is the best possible scenario for them. Agreed. Get him out. Didn't work. Out of here. See you later. And see what they can get and start building around Embiid one last chance. And it appears, though, <laughs> somebody who's sitting out there this weekend kind of interested in what's going on in Philadelphia to say, maybe I can be teamed up with Joel Embiid, according to Brian Winhorst, is Kyrie Irving. Hey. So Kyrie might be coming to Philadelphia. I would not be surprised if we see Kyrie want to investigate what's going on in Philadelphia if Harden moves out, if there's a window for him to come in. I said things are getting interesting. Good in luck with that, TJ. Says a Boston Celtic fan. And ask a Brooklyn Net fan how that one worked out. And so if he does, in fact, go to Philadelphia after what happened in Boston and after what happened in New York, it will be confirmed that Kyrie Irving is bringing his special brand of basketball disappointment faster than an Acela train down that Amtrak card could possibly bring him. <laughs> Boston, New York. Philadelphia, which means one last place for him to absolutely outrage and leave in his wake a string of furious fans, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Because right. there is no franchise in Baltimore. I mean, just it's, 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 it's as just if bam, 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 bam. he should get a deal with Amtrak <laughs> and say, I bring basketball fury and disappointment faster than this bullet train possibly can. Sponsor a stretch of highway on I-95. He cannot be in a quiet car, as we know. Right. He, he also does no bring quiet a championship car. ring, too, though. So. Does he really? From where? Uh, Cleveland. Cleveland. When was that? A long time ago. Got it. Oh, boy, we have come a long-ass way from that stroll out of the arena after the hey, initial just, win as a Dallas saying. Maverick. Man of the people. Man of the people. Here's oh, my I, God, him in Philadelphia. Here's, here's sounds what, like a bad, bad mix. But if we're giving Harden the, hey, you know what, higher register, let's see what he can do here in Los Angeles. Why not him in Philadelphia? And does that mean Dallas is telling him get out, or he thought whatever was going on with Luca? I don't think he's gonna. Wasn't working out. I think he's gonna be in Dallas. You think he's gonna stay there? Yeah, I think there's something big brewing in Philly. And uh, what's brewing? I don't know, man. Just I'm I'm hearing things, I'm reading things, and of course I might be hearing and reading them because they are of oh my god. But TJ Eskin, what do you got for me over there? I'm just saying, man. I feel like this sign (laughs) and trade is going to help the Sixers acquire players and picks. Like who? They not sure yet, but they can move. You want Terrence Mann? Look, if I keep Terrence Mann on one of my teams, I'm very happy. But what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we're just shuffling TJ deck chairs. It's uh, you know, maybe. 
helping them acquire assets so they could acquire another number zero player get who out might of want here to be out of his current situation. Let me That's tell you something. Let me tell you something. Ne- never say never. Let get me tell you ready, something. Mike. If Daryl Morey turns man, oh man. James Harden mm-hmm. into Damian Lillard Just. and wins a championship, wow. it should go the following. Liberty Bell, <laughs> Continental Congress, Philly fanatic, Daryl Morey. That's what it should be. <laughs> That's the way it should go. In right. that order. Morey jumps the Rocky statue? Wait a second. You left Dr. Oh, yeah. you left Dr. J out? You yeah. left the Rocky statue out? Excuse me. Cheese steaks. Cheese steaks. Yeah. I didn't Pat, stutter. Luke's I didn't stutter. Yeah. Maybe I might have left one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 I'm, just, I'm spitballing. Back off. Here. you got to put Julius Irving. By the way, there, oh, you'd have to include them rebuilding I-95 <laughs> in two weeks. On the, honestly, yeah, the way, what would be the biggest, the greatest rebuild? <laughs> I-95 being burned down and rebuilt in two weeks, or Daryl Morey turning James Harden into Damian Lillard? Unless he Get can, out of unless here. Unless he can do that in 15 days, i got to go with the I-95. Because that, was, that was incredible. That was pretty good. <laughs> but Rich, here's what I find funny. You might need infrastructure dollars to pay Damian Lillard, well, but I understand. The Sixers had Doc Rivers Fine. as a coach, correct me if I'm wrong. He gets fired because apparently there is some type of headbutting with him and James Harden. So you get rid of your coach to make yeah. the player happy, and then you're going to trade the player. I don't know because that's you're, weird. Excuse to me. me, your your fan base, I think, was um, what somewhat done with Doc, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but still. So it's so like, getting rid of Harden and keeping Doc would have been cool. In Philadelphia? Look, you're asking too many questions okay. right now. I I'm just think. saying Daryl Morey, if he does that, would I, be unbelievable. I'm just saying. Okay. Let's take a break. We got football on the brain, too. Why not? This is the last month in which football players will not be breaking a sweat and being active for a training camp plus regular season plus postseason. Until, um, well, I mean, you can choose the combat. Look, bottom line is football's around the corner. Very <laughs> yeah. excited. Kyle Juszczyk is on this program. Juszczyk. He's got a fullback, man. He's not just a fullback. Let's not peg him. He went to I've, Harvard. I've never spoken to him. <laughs> no? I've never met him. I don't believe. How come he doesn't get the Ryan Fitzpatrick Harvard treatment? Yeah, I didn't even know don't he know. went to Harvard. Well, just said it. We'll ask him if he knew that Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. <laughs> uh, he did? Wait, what? Yes. Um, we've got um, uh, Lewis Riddick about to join us from the Worldwide Leader in Sports. Utkarsh Ambudkar, uh, who is from the hit CBS show, America's Most Watched Network, apparently. I've heard that. Uh, Ghosts. Yeah. He has written a beautiful, wait for it, hip-hop musical adventure on Disney Plus called World's Best. He's here in studio in hour number three. He's a Wizards fan. Does he want Kyrie? He could be waiting for him at uh, what is it? Is it Union Station in Washington D.C.? Is that what it is? It's a Union Station in Philadelphia. I know. Okay, is he could be waiting for him. New York. He could be waiting for him because Kyrie's take. He took the Acela train and his special brand of basketball it is down Union, to. It is Union okay. Station. Okay, yeah. he took it. He took it from Boston to New York, potentially out of Philadelphia. Again, the Acela. There's no. There's no team in Baltimore. He might stop at the Water Gap just to smudge around there in Delaware. Maybe go to the Bullets right. Museum. Let's take a break right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Lewis Riddick, let's talk some ball on this Friday show. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together, and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee. And right now, you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Back on the air, I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com. Or just stop by. Um, you can attest to this, Chris. TJ, you've heard mm-hmm. this me say this off air. So when I'm saying it on air, just because he's listening as I'm about to introduce him, I'm not saying it just because he's on the phone line. Mm-hmm. How many times have I told the, the uh, booking staff, Lewis Riddick is an anytime guest? Correct? That's a direct like, quote. Anytime guest. An anytime guest. And today is one of those anytimes. Today is anytime? It is correct. The Friday before training camp season, baby. In July. The last day of June, uh, the great Lewis Riddick from the Worldwide Leader in Sports back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? Rich, you're too kind, man. It's true. You really are. These are true stories, though. I'm not lying. You are an anytime guest, and I appreciate you coming on. Always. I appreciate you. All right, let's chop it up. The team we're not talking about, we should be talking about. Give me the team we're not talking about that we should be talking about. Lewis Riddick, what do you got for me? Uh, You know... I know we've talked about this team. Okay. But people don't want to buy in. And that's Seattle. Okay. You have, the, you have the floor. People don't want to buy in. Because, and you know what? I, I think it's because, well, I know it's primarily because of the division that they're in. And people think that that division will ultimately be won by the San Francisco Kyle Shanahan's. And that's like, the primary reason why, so like everyone says, well, Kyle, Kyle's a better coach than everyone. Kyle can do this. Kyle can call up this. Like Kyle can do that. Kyle can figure out anything. It's like I get it. Like I love Kyle Shanahan as much as anybody. I do. But mm. when you look at what see, and here, here and the second part is because you know even though even though San Francisco has as much uncertainty surrounding their quarterback position as any team in the NFL that is considered a Super Bowl contender, any team. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be for them, and we don't know how it's going to work out. People still believe, no matter what Geno Smith did last year, it's like, well, it's Geno Smith, though, dude. Like, come on. Anybody, you know, a broken clock can be, you know, right twice a day. I mean, he, he just got lucky last year. It just worked out for him. They don't believe. 
John Snyder, like right now, like if you look at the best GMs in the league right now, as far as what they've done over the past two, three years and restocking their roster, you have to go with Brett Veach in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. You have to go with Howie Rosen in Philadelphia. And John Snyder is right there. With what he's done to this roster and how they've revamped it, people thought Pete Carroll was on his way out. Pete forgot about football. Pete doesn't. Pete rode the the backs of Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas and and Marshawn. And he didn't do anything. It was just all those guys. People thought that Pete couldn't coach. There's no way he can catch up to you know modern day football. This team has a young offensive line with two new stud bookend offensive tackles. They've got speed, versatility at wide receiver. They've got an absolute stable of running backs now with, with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. On defense, they've got arguably who could have been a guy who could have been the defense rookie of the year last year in Tariq Woolen. Yep. They get the best corner in the draft this year in Devin Witherspoon, who we all love. and pretend. I know you've seen him. You know how good he is. Yep. Bobby Wagner comes back. Jordan Brooks is a, is a burgeoning star. I mean, they've got Players, man. You didn't even mention the Prez. You didn't even mention the Prez. Jamal and Adams. Didn't even you mentioned the Prez. He's coming back. Look, in that division, that division's wide open. It's right there for them to take this year. It's right there for them to take this mm-hmm. year and then go on and really get on a run. The, I, the team was a year ahead last year, and I thought last year they were a, a playoff caliber wild card type of team. When I saw them in the preseason, went out there for training camp, and people said, you need to find a new job because analyzing football isn't the, isn't the job for you. There's no way Seattle's going to be that good. They'll be a top-five drafting team. This is their year. It's kind of like Kansas City. Can't, last year wasn't supposed to be Kansas City's year either. Which, which, that's a whole different subject. But Seattle is that team. It's well, that team this year that could surprise everyone in the NFC, period. And they were a top-five drafting team with the pick they got for Russell Wilson. And you, you didn't even mention Jackson Smith and Jigba, who may be one of the – he may be the offensive rookie of the year, even with no, no all question. of the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round, period. No, no question. I mean, he's – you know, when I, when I said they have, like, a you know versatility of wideouts, I mean, in that room, think about the different body types, Rich, that you have right there, which is exactly what you're looking for, right? You have DK, who's the freak. Yeah. You have Tyler Lockett, who's, like, probably the most, when you talk about under the radar, not talked about excellent wide receivers in the NFL, Tyler Lockett can do it all. Deep ball threat, run after the catch threat, slot threat, he can do whatever you want. Jackson Smith and Jigba is just is the same way. People think, well, you're just a slot guy at Ohio State. No, he's not. Talk to Brian Hartline. Talk to Ryan Day. Watch the tape of Jackson. He can do it all. They, they believed at Ohio State that he was better than Olave. That it wasn't that he was better than Olave. Now, I'm not going to say he's as good as uh, Harrison. Uh, no. Right. I'm not going to put him in that category. Right. This kid can go. Rich, they've got players, man. They got players in Seattle. Is for real. I'm I'm gonna jump right back. Well, I never got off. I'm still on that train, and I think that team, for me, I think they win the West. Lewis Riddick. I think they, win. I think they take it from San Francisco. Lewis Riddick here on the Rich Eisen show, showing up on the last day of June for sure. All right, well, let's choose an AFC team that nobody's talking about that we should be talking about. And the interesting thing is, is that we could just identify those teams and I could give you just a list to choose from because everybody's talking about the AFC 
So the AFC teams that fewer people are talking about, you could pretty Mm -hmm. much putting anybody not named, or you could put the the entire AFC South if you want to throw Jacksonville in there. Mm -hmm. Then Then you've got the Browns and the Steelers and the Patriots. Pretty much everybody else has been talking about the AFC West, pretty much. Unless you mm-hmm. think we're overlooking the Broncos, because in the same way that everybody thought Pete was washed, and clearly we learned last year he wasn't, folks are saying Russ right. is washed. I'll give you the floor yeah. on that one. Lewis? Yeah, you know what? I'll The team I would be, I'd be looking at really would be Jacksonville. I mean, look, I'll just mention Denver really quick. Who, sure. You know Sean Payton as well as anybody. Look, Sean, I think, is one of the great, great coaches of our time period. Um. When you talk to him for production meetings for television, this guy, you know, most coaches want you know want to get you in and out of there, and they, they're kind of like, well, I don't have to really have time for this man. I'm trying to prepare my team. It's Saturday, whatever. Sean Payton gives you an absolute PhD education on roster building, player utilization, scheme strategies, tactics, every single time. I come away from his meetings every single time, going, this dude can coach. <laughs> this is a guy who if I was a GM and he was a free agent, I'd go, I like his no-nonsense. He's a little gruff, a little edgy, very knowledgeable about all his players. So, yeah, I, I think Denver is going to be better than what people think they're going to be. Unfortunately, they're just in a meat grinder of the division with the best team in football. But Jacksonville, for sure, for sure is the team. And the South's going to be better overall. Okay. But Jacksonville has got dudes, man. And Doug Peterson is a fantastic coach. Their defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, is going to be an up-and-coming, under-the-radar head coaching candidate who's going to get some interviews this year. Calvin Ridley, what Calvin Ridley is going to do for Trevor Lawrence and what Trevor is going to do for Calvin Ridley, Calvin's going to burst back onto the scene as being that guy who, when he left, before he left and was suspended, I thought was the best route runner in the NFL. Period. He can run any route and absolutely break your ankles, tear your ACLs, dislocate your – this guy is a route-running just genie. And he is going to do wonders for this outside passing game for for um, for Jacksonville. Now, it really does – it comes down to, for me, how this offensive line continues to evolve, especially at the tackle position, because now, you know, they're going to have to start a rookie in Anton Harrison at left tackle – because of um, of the suspension of Cam Robinson, they're going to have a new right tackle in Walker Little. But the running back Travis Etienne is a stud. Tank Bigsby from Auburn, mm-hmm. the, the, the running back they got in the third. I thought Tank one of the best running backs in the draft. I mean, in the third round, he's going to be another one of those guys where I look back and go, "How the hell did Tank Bigsby last till the third round?" He's going to be that that kind of guy. This Brenton Strange, who they drafted from Penn State, the tight end, him and Evan Ingram be as good as a pass-catching duo as there is in the NFL. And I know people are going to go, damn, Lewis, you're always so like positive on all these. Not everybody can be this good. But you know me, man. If I don't like guys, I'll say I don't like guys. I like this team. And they are going to be explosive on offense. And defensively, they've got athletes galore everywhere. It's really going to come down to, look, Mike has got – this is where I think it's going to all come together. Yep. See, Mike is a young, up-and-coming defensive coordinator. He's got a bunch of guys on this on the defensive side of the football that are just fantastic freaking athletes who are young and are still trying to figure out how to play together and make plays in the biggest of moments. I think that's all going to come together because Doug Peterson as a leader and as a person, 
I couldn't be higher on any coach in the NFL as I am on him as far as the, as the guy who's already won a Super Bowl, but now it's kind of like trying to put his name back in the upper echelon of coaches again. And so I think Jacksonville is – and, and here, here, here's really what makes it all go. End of story. It makes it all go. And we went over to London last year before they played Denver mm-hmm. and did their game for ESPN+. Plus. Talked to Doug extensively about Trevor Lawrence's maturation as a quarterback and how he had to basically almost you know be like rehabilitated and kind of had to really be infused with confidence after you know the the struggle he had as a rookie, not just on the field but just with his confidence and with the way he was coached and the way he was supported and not supported and how he was the you know he basically was the adult in the organization his rookie year, which is unfair for him, and how you could see as the season went on leading up to the way he played in the postseason, how this guy was just making huge strides week after week with his maturation and how he was starting to play like that guy who they said was a can't-miss guy. Year two in Doug's Doug's system, what do you think is going to happen to this dude now that he's got the best route running in the NFL in Calvin Ridley, all these these tight ends, a young up-and-coming offensive line that's a little green on the edges, but got it, but they'll get better. And these running backs, what do you think is going to happen with this football team? They're going to explode. Yeah, and, and absolutely explode. And I also think you know he's been through, as you just pointed out, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Lewis Riddick. He's he's been through the the trials in in the fire from right. from as you pointed out, being the adult in the room in his first year, which is an outstanding elbow thrown in the direction of Urban Meyer, which you know you you, you had me at hello on that front. And then two mm-hmm. coming out of that London game, he had a terrible London game, and it was that moment where Lawrence turned his season, everyone pointed back uh, when they made the playoffs, that was the moment where he's like, I'm not making these mistakes anymore. And then the mistakes happened in the playoffs and Peterson didn't panic. They wind up winning and going to Kansas city. So they have, they have the momentum, but Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to start talking about coaches that you mentioned about Sean Payton, who are all world hall of famers Mm -hmm. in terms of not only their coaching, but also the way they conduct themselves in broadcast meetings, you got Mike Tomlin, and and I I just uh, I, and I'm wondering about the Steelers though. Right, we're not talking about them because we yeah. all because we all think that last year's quarterback class really wasn't all that compared to this year's, compared to next year's. And Kenny Pickett got all the experience that's necessary going into a year or two. And uh, I like that they drafted the kid out of Georgia to protect him, and then yep. Joey Porter Jr. to put on the back yep. end. Their draft was really good, I think. And um, why, why can't they kind of surprise and throw their hat in the in the wild card, if not division ring? What do you got for me there? Yeah, um, look, I, I think the wild card ring for sure. It, it but it, I mean, you know, it, it's an it's an absolute to use the phrase meat grinder again. I mean, yep. there's just so many teams. I mean, you could have four, you you could say all four teams in the East can make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You you could say that if you believe that New England, especially if they wind up getting a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, they, you could say that. So, and, and in Pittsburgh, I just don't think they're going to win their division. Look, I, as much as I love Mike, and you know I love Kenny, mm-hmm. and I think they are fantastically explosive on the outside at wide receiver. I think the running backs are solid. Look, I think Najee's solid. And, and I really like Jalen Warren as the number two. Um. Their offensive line still scares me because it's still it's still a work in progress. It's really been their Achilles heel over the past two to three seasons. It's been the it's been the issue. They can't run the football. They can't protect quarterbacks. Have to get the ball out quick. They can't push the ball down the field. 
they're always in second and long type of situations because they can't run the football effectively. It's this year. Is, is Broderick Jones going to make that much of a difference? Is the core of four going to be that better, that much better at right tackle? Is James Daniel going to be that much better at right guard? I, I don't know. And, and see, in the AFC, these other teams, man, I mean, Kansas, Kansas City can run the rock. I mean, Baltimore's going to be able to run the rock. Baltimore's offense is going to be exponentially more explosive this year. Mm. Uh, Cincinnati, with Kansas City, it's it's one and one A, and that's Kansas City and Cincy. And Cincy may be the second best team in the NFL at the very least, third best behind behind Philadelphia. So Pittsburgh's there. I mean, defensively, they're going to play good ball. They just are. Keanu Benton, who they drafted out of Wisconsin, I, I remember seeing Mike standing down at the Senior Bowl, hmm. watching this dude, and sitting there and, and like coaching him individually. And Mike wasn't even a coach in the Senior Bowl, but he was coaching the guy up. I was like, Pittsburgh will draft this dude. There's no question about that. And I mean, Joey Porter. We know the bloodlines. We know the, the how motivated he is. Joey Porter. I mean, this is so many things going in their favor. Yeah, and Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh. They're just a top-notch organization. It's just that. The AFC is just so damn – I mean, it's so strong, and that's not hyperbole, man. I mean, these teams are good. Exactly, They're and it good. does and it does appear, Lewis, that, that, that Dalvin Cook is about to join the conference, so that's my last one for you uh, here. Wh- yeah. which, which team does Dalvin Cook uh, put, if you will, over the top or, or uh, into the mix to be put over the top? Because he has his choices, you know, you, you – yeah, Miami it's Jets, not, Denver, you know, New England uh, folks are even throwing a, that out there the last few days, and supposedly he's got contract offers on the table. Which one do you think he if he joins Team X, fill in the blank, that he yeah. puts over the well, top, Lewis? I think the team of those that you mentioned that he really can really give a real boost to is New England because Ramondre Stevenson needs a needs a running mate. He does, and and those two guys together. I think would be a, a hell of a dynamic duo. I, look, I, I like I like the idea of him going down to Miami and just making them even faster and more explosive. Look, I, I think for Mike McDaniel down there, it's he, he needs to be he needs to be willing to call running plays and run the football with more with more frequency in order to get the kind of return on investment from a Dalvin Cook that you really want. You know, on top of the fact that he's already got Mostert, he's already got Jeff Wilson Jr. and they just drafted a chain out of A and M. So mm-hmm. I mean. Mm-hmm. They is probably the second, third fastest guy in the NFL now. So I, I don't know if he really puts them over the top. But New England, for sure. The team that I keep saying, and I don't understand why they're not in the running back market, is Dallas. Look, Tony Pollard's coming off of a significant lower leg injury. Tony Pollard is not a bell cow back. Tony is a rotational guy who needs, to run, needs a running mate. He needs to be with someone else who, who they can, he can split the load with so you can keep him fresh, especially coming off of a lower leg injury. You put Dalvin Cook in Dallas with Tony Pollard, now we're really talking. <laughs> now we're re- but I don't want to, but there hasn't been a damn peep about it. Maybe. So I'm, I'm like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe Tony Pollard's a Wolverine. And everything's good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I don't know. I mean, because, you know, Zeke's still out there and Fournette and Kareem Hunt and, right. um, you know, and Saquon's not signing a tender right now. And Josh Jacobs might not even show up for week one. And, yeah. you know, and 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 that's the conversation we had Miles Sanders on the other day. 
And he, he read the tea leaves like, hell yeah, I'll sign a deal for $6 million per. And right. uh, and said it sucks to be a running back right now. And you read reports yep. that Dallas might give C.D. Lamb 25 mil a year or something like that. And I'm just wondering, what, what's going on? Why, why won't running backs be valued to the point where, again, Bijan and Kamir, you know, and Jameer Gibbs are, are, are drafted top 12? Me, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand well, this, what's I'll, happening. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. Okay. I, I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, <laughs> And it's not it's not like I'm I'm telling you something that you, that you don't know. Okay? Yeah, right. I'm just it's it's this here, and I want to I want to pull this up here real quick so I can. Well, I mean, I can name off the top of my head. But okay. I, just wanna, I like it. Wanna, uh, if you, you want, I'll tap dance. These, I'll tap dance because we didn't get the PowerPoint, so we don't have it to show on the screen. <laughs> but no, what I'm saying it's is when good. people hear these names, when you hear these names, this is going to be why these guys won't you know can't get paid. Okay, James Cook, second round. Uh, Ramon J. Stevenson, fourth round. Brees Hall, second round. J.K. Tobbins, second down. Joe, Joe Mixon, second round. Nick Chubb, second round. I mean, so uh, Damian Pierce, second round. Jonathan Taylor, second round. Derrick Henry, second round. Javante Williams, second round. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round. Tony Pollard, fourth round. People are saying, well, why pay up when I can just in the draft wait for a cheaper alternative that's going to give me the return on investment I need to play at a high level? Or why? How about how about I just lower the market so much to the point where you have no other choice? I don't need to pay up. I don't need to take that risk. It doesn't match up for me. It doesn't match up for me as a team builder to pay you something that's way out of my cost structure, especially considering looking at all these other teams that are getting the kind of production they're getting out of these guys who are second, third, fourth, seventh round. I mean, it's just that's just the way GMs are looking. They they just are, and they're going, hey, but you know what? Wide receivers, it's hard. There aren't too many seventh-round wide receivers that are, you know, blowing it up and tearing it up right now. There aren't too many free agent wide receivers, you know, on the on on average that are just tearing it up. We, we're going to pay up for that position. We just are. It's a passing league. These guys who are freaks are going to get their money. They just are. Mm-hmm. And even some of the guys who aren't are going to get their money because we're going to throw this football 45, 50 times. It's a quarterback-driven league. They need their weapons on the outside, and we got to cut costs somewhere. And there's places where we can find great value, and that's running back. Like it or not, it doesn't mean it's not important. It doesn't mean we don't need one, but it just means this. We're going to pay these guys. We're not going to pay you because we have history has shown we can find more of guys like you, much more so than we can at wide receiver or corner or pass rusher. And that's just the way it's going to work out. Lewis, Look, I love the running back position. We know how important it is, man. We know how important it is. You know, we like to do this exercise for the great, great 50, the greatest 50 teams in the history of the NFL. Uh, and looking back on the, some of the, the great teams, going all the way back to the 60s, 50s, late 80s, 90s, all these teams had great running backs. Yeah. So running backs been important and it's always going to be important. But they're just not going to pay up for it now because it's just, you know, recent history is just not on running back side. It's just not, and it's not going to be for the foreseeable future. And that's just, they're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah, I know. And, and because all of those names that you mentioned, they may not get their second contract. That's right. Because exactly. a new right. version of them is showing yep. up to make sure they're not getting paid. It's, it's yep. just, it's, it's, it's wild. Hey, Lewis, um, look for my call during training camp and then beyond. Thanks again of for course. the time here. Have a great summer. You got it, man. You got it. That's Lewis Riddick from ESPN, the worldwide leader in sports. We'll take a break.
I know you're already looking at me about something that he just said. We'll I was, hit that. I was. Okay, it's all good. That's why we have more time. It's a three-hour show, baby. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. So... Uh, my gosh, it's sort of like a, a, a Charlie Brown amazing. episode over there. What, what was that? That was awesome. Okay. Was uh, so, um, Lewis Riddick said he looked at the top 50 great teams of all time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said there's a, a, a great running back on each of them. And I looked over at you and you looked at me like, what, you know, you want, you want to push back on that? Yeah, the 2007 Patriots had yeah, no, terrible running backs. I... I know. I knew you were going there. the The Patriots, the first year that they they won, well, Antoine Smith, right? Yeah, Antoine Smith. The, Corey I mean, Dillon might Cardone be the was, best, you know, name awesome running back, year. right? He had, had like sixteen hundred yards, which is one again in the '04 season. You so. could just it it just the the big name offensive players for the Patriots just jump out at you because it's all, if you will, with the ultimate of respect to the what Troy Browns and the David Pattons. Right, you know, role players, mm-hmm. with the exception of Edelman, Welker, you might a, a touch of Amendola, Gronk. Yeah, but uh, Welker didn't win. Welker didn't win a ring. Randy Moss didn't win a ring. And obviously, Moss is the the you know? one that jumps out. Moss and Gronk and Edelman are the ones that jump out at you. Right. Look, I don't know what's going to break this running back thing. I I, I don't think we're going to see it. No, definitely not. Because when when let's just say Melvin Gordon wants to get paid, we have Eckler. <laughs> right. Eckler wants to get paid. Right. Well, we have whoever they're getting next. When was the last time? It might it might be Emmett Smith that, that the rushing champ won a Super Bowl. You know, we talk about the. Oh, M- you got the Google there in I'm, front of you. I'm, I'm going. I'm about to look it up, but we know the stat. You know, Kurt Warner, the last MVP to win the Super Bowl. Right. It, until Mahomes just did it. When's the last running back to do it? We can't pay you, Dalvin. We got Alexander Madison. And then when Madison wants his contract, we can't pay it because we just, you know, we'll go in the draft. Nick Chubb, we're, we're, you know, is he going to get a second contract? Should he? I mean, I mean, another contract? That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't have the numbers here in front of me. I'm just saying that guys aren't don't get paid. And the reason why they don't get paid is because the next group of people that, that, that Lewis Riddick just read off of who are second-round picks, fourth-round picks, seventh-round picks like Isaiah Pacheco. Sorry, though, you can't get paid because we'll just get a, 
a younger version of you that prevented another veteran from getting paid who was the younger version of that veteran that we didn't want to pay. You see how I'm saying? It just, who's going to break it? Is it because has Jonathan Taylor been paid yet? He's not there yet. Not there who's, yet, but Who's going to get, who's going to break it? McCaffrey seems to be the one who's broken it. He's a little older. He's 27. Is Saquon going to stand his ground? What's going to happen? Jacobs, who they let hit free agency because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option and then he led the league in rushing? I mean, he is not a happy camper, you would think. No, no, definitely not. And Tom Palisaro said he might even show up week one. That that won't last, though. Even Emmett. Remember Emmett held out for two weeks? It, it worked and then out. the Cowboys went 0-2, and they're like, <laughs> uncle. And then they won the Super Bowl because he was Emmett friggin' Smith. That is amazing. Yeah.